This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Sess Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Kai Ying Chin. Kai is the team lead global business group of Meta Australia and New Zealand, which means she's an absolute expert when it comes to small business in the e-commerce, retail and consumer goods space. She knows everything you need to know about making the most of Meta's products for small business. So if you've got a Facebook or Instagram question, she's got the answers. She joins us today to share some tricks of the trade and give us the lowdown on upcoming digital marketing trends. Hi, Kai. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, Sis. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. Um, now, can I, just for a little bit of background sake, where does your interest in small business stem from initially? So actually, um, I used to be a proud small business owner myself. Um, that was in my previous life before my career at Meta. So backing tr- backtracking a little bit, I actually um, started out my career in the venture capital space. Um, so passion always has been um, helping you know startups and small businesses discover growth. Uh, and then I parachuted into a few of these startups myself, um, helping them run sales, marketing, um, business development operations, and then decided I wanted to try my own hand. um, And I was very passionate about uh, vegan and baking. um, So I actually ran my own uh, vegan bakery uh, for around two years or so. So and um, really discovered firsthand uh, how much, you know, back then Facebook's uh, products, I primarily use social selling as my channel can really drive a lot of business value, but also just how much hard work and dedication it takes to run a small business. Yeah, it's great that you, um, you're you approaching it from your own experience because you would have a real idea of the, the kind of problems that business owners go through, particularly in the, the marketing and sales space. Yeah, and so now um, in my capacity at Meta, uh, I actually oversee um, a team of account managers and we're dedicated to helping small businesses in the e-commerce space in Australia and New Zealand, you know, discover growth um, as well through utilising our Meta products and services. So that is um, definitely a privilege. And you mentioned social selling. How do you think Facebook and Insta are helping um, businesses increase their online sales? Is is social selling a big part of that? Yes. So um, I, I really love this question, Seth. I think, um, you know, it really embodies the fundamental philosophy behind the way Meta designs our products and services, which is very much to drive direct business impact. Uh, and value to small businesses. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, these platforms have always been about inspiration, discovery, um, and meaningful connection. Uh, And our suite of commerce tools that, you know, we've continued to build out is really with the hope to empower businesses to be able to 
connect with potential customers, you know, where they're spending um, their time and attention. Uh, and um, in a recent Discovery Commerce report, which we published, 71% of online shoppers in Australia who discover new brands or products online typically discover using meta platforms. Um, and another report that we actually um, shared as well, the Facebook Dynamic Markets report, uh, also mentions that 82% of Australian SMBs have used meta products to start their business. So we just really hope that... Um, digital platforms and technologies like House, you know, is really able to level the playing field for small businesses. Um, we really believe they are the heart of um, communities and growing economies. And we're trying as much as possible, you know, through a lot of knowledge sharing um, communities and free tools that we have to be able to help small businesses feel confident to start and grow their business at every stage of their journey. Now, I guess most business owners would be aware of using Facebook and Insta to drive connection and engagement for their business. But with social selling, um, I think there's so much opportunity there that so many businesses have yet to take up. What would be your kind of do's and don'ts for a business owner that's just kind of starting out in the social selling space? Yeah, so sis, like you mentioned before, I think a lot of people are aware um, and hopefully a lot of business owners are aware of all the free tools we have. You know, for example, they can set up a business page on Facebook or Instagram so people can discover their brand, you know, and see what they sell. We've also got um, Facebook shops, which also allows people to, you know, kind of put an array of their services there and helps um, customers also just complete the entire purchase cycle um, on one platform as well. Uh, the other things that I really love and I'm, I hope um, to see kind of more adoption with small business owners using this is also just messaging channels, utilizing our free messaging channels or even our live chat plugins um, so that your customers, um, and there's a statistic saying around, you know, 64% of uh, customers right now, they want to be able to actually contact you, um, you know, through a messaging channel versus, you know, having to pick up the phone or having to search and, you know, figure out other ways to get to you. So as long as you can reduce the friction um, as much as possible to allow your customers to meaningfully engage with you, you know, I think that's kind of really um, the essence of social selling and also also creating a community of like-minded people um, and nurturing and, and, and growing that community is also something that um, you can achieve through, you uh, Facebook groups um, as well. Yeah, it's interesting you you um, mentioned the messaging trend because I do think that is something that is becoming more and more apparent. People are really wanting that instant um, access to businesses and your messaging app actually really provides a really simple way for businesses to do that. Can you talk me through a bit about how businesses would set up that kind of chat facility? Um, so most of uh, the step-by-step the, the -step process is actually we have a small business learning hub, which um, business owners can go through. Uh, they can choose whichever channel they want to use. For example, if they decide they want to enable a chat function on the website, they can use the live chat plugin. Um, and there's a series of steps, but it's really just quite a simple application um, download there. Otherwise, the other free tool that we have um, for people that are possibly more interested in um, WhatsApp or, or have 
most of their customer base um, on and using WhatsApp. Uh, there is also um, a WhatsApp business app, which also that they can utilize. And that's also a free tool um, as well that's available. So, you know, definitely check out the Small Business Learning Hub um, to kind of get the step-by-step instructions. Um, but most of this should be, you know, fairly straightforward and hopefully as frictionless as possible. That's that's so important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the other thing that I kind of wanted to mention about um, messaging as well is there are also a lot of uh, t- other tools that you can use um, where you can also leave like automated responses and replies. So for example, small business owners, you're very busy, you know, you're, you're doing multiple things um, throughout the day. You can't always be sitting there, you know, waiting for customers um, to message you and, and being able to respond in a very timely manner at times. So being able to set expectations um, to your customers and setting a bit of an out of office or or maybe just setting up a, even a little bit of a, these are the frequently asked questions, you know, um, and setting automated replies there and allowing customers to engage with you through that manner until you can um, personally respond or you, you have someone that can respond uh, to that query is also another way that you can leverage messaging tools. Yeah, because then your customer doesn't feel like they're being neglected if you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we all know, yeah, business owners are always very busy. Yeah. Now, um, you mentioned uh, some stats from your report earlier. Could you let me know what are some other digital trends that small business owners might need to be aware of that have come out of that report? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, the the other thing I might deviate slightly from the report, but but a lot of this is um, in a lot of our uh, online um, sharings as well. So I, I actually have the privilege of serving Australian New Zealand businesses out of our APEC Singapore hub, which is we're based in Singapore. Um, so across all of APEC, it, you know, I, I'm just noticing so many very, very exciting social selling, um, e-commerce trends. Like, for example, if we're extending the whole messaging application, Things I see like over in Thailand is there are so many businesses that are run purely um, through our WhatsApp for Business app, meaning from like discovery to actually like browsing stuff through the catalog. So they just actually have teams of um, staff that are actually there, like, you know, sending pictures of, okay, well, I like this dress, um, but do you sell it in a different color? Uh, And and the entire um, customer journey and path to purchase um, even through to, you know, check out like maybe they'll just do like mobile payment options. It's all entirely through um, messaging, which is which is something that we term conversational commerce now. Um, the other big trend uh, is also just the shift towards um, very immersive content and engaging creative content. So that is something which... Um, you know, a lot of people's time and attention um, are on their mobile devices, but they're also on the go a lot of the time. So, you know, we have this terminology, how do you design your brand um, and portray your brand through these channels in a very kind of attention grabbing um, and thumb stopping manner? So that as you're scrolling through all the content, you know, your um, brand kind of and the content that you're sharing on social platforms really stands out to them. Uh, and it really engages them to to kind of take that conversation with you a little bit further. So those those are some of the trends that we see. Um, the other thing uh, that is also very big and is an extension of that engaging content is short form video. 
Um, video is one of the fastest growing formats on our platform. Uh, video overall is about 50% of the time um, people spend on Facebook. And then Reels, um, which is a short form video uh, format that we have, is already making up more than 20% of the time people actually spend on Instagram. So it's just so important um, to design, you know, content that is for those kind of quick uh, attention grabbing moments. And the other thing to, to, to also share here is it doesn't have to be highly curated content um, because we know this can be time consuming and a lot of business owners that I talk to, you know, they find that this is a barrier because sometimes they go onto Instagram and they see so many, you know, very beautiful created um, graphics. And then they're like, I just, I just don't have the time and the bandwidth um, to replicate something like that. But the trend we're also noticing is that people actually engaging content doesn't have to be super curated. It has to be instead, think more about authenticity, um, the personality, your brand kind of tone of voice and, you know, communicate that through. Um, a lot of the the reels that are super successful are just so authentic and it's business owners, you know, taking um, short videos of, you know, behind the scenes stuff that's happening. Uh, and that actually helps to communicate um, a brand tone and personality and effectively connect them to their customer as well. Do you think um, TikTokers have played some part in that as well? Because a, a lot of businesses seem to be getting traction on TikTok by doing those super short form, you know, 5, 10, 15 second pieces of video content. Yeah, I think, you know, TikTok, as long as, you know, many other digital platforms, um, you know, we're basically all kind of noting this, noticing the same trends, right, that I think consumers and, and, and people in general, attention spans um, are getting shorter and shorter. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's we're, we're, we're all kind of um, probably ensuring that businesses are um, making the most and, and, and understanding that consumer behaviour is moving in this direction. Um, and specifically for um, meta and, and like our tools and services, we try to ensure that there's a lot of different free tools that we can use, for example, stories and live video um, and reels that you can leverage to, uh, yeah, uh, ensure that your customers are able to see quick engaging content, um, but it hopefully doesn't take you too much time to create that content. And when you're talking about authenticity from the business, is that um also about the business owner getting comfortable with being front and centre for their brand as well so they can be seen in as, as an authentic voice? Yes, I, yes. And I mean, but there, there is no right and wrong. I When we speak to a lot of businesses, you know, it it is really, um, I, I do strongly encourage, you know, business owners because it means a lot, especially when it comes to small business, you know, being comfortable with being the face um, uh of that brand and being comfortable, you know, communicating the brand values. Most, the reason why I love working with entrepreneurs so much is because they are the most passionate set of people that I've ever come across, right? Um, so, you know, it, it's, I just always feel it's such a waste to not let that passion shine through. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it's always up to individual choice. You know, some business owners may also um, prefer to be more operational and behind the scenes, which is absolutely fine, um, then maybe they can work with other influencers, um, yeah, or, or they can find, you know, 
other people in their business um, who are more comfortable with with being that brand ambassador. But the yeah, but as long as that business owner you know intrinsically communicates what are the brand values and is also clear about um, who are the various customer profiles that they want to target. Um, and so, you know, as a brand owner taking um, ownership of ensuring that uh, there is consistency across, you know, all the various um, customer touch points um, is, is very important. And then who they decide to choose to be the ambassador for those um, various uh, creative projects can, can be totally their own decision. Yeah, I mean, there's no point choosing an influencer just because they've got great numbers that's got to align with the the values of your brand. Yes, I completely agree, yeah. I guess we all would agree that businesses need to be on social, but what are the challenges for business owners mainly that you come across? Time. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're we're always... um, um, yeah, they all. Yeah, I mean, um, I I feel a lot when I talk to business owners um, because yeah, it takes so much effort just to you know kind of run the day to day, and so where I hope you know Facebook and the, the Meta services can really be of service is to try and simplify that process as much as possible for them um, or make it easier for them to engage in a meaningful way um, with their customer base. But also, I mean, the other thing also is sometimes it's difficult for business owners to make informed business decisions. Um, like, for example, if they want to launch a new version of a product um, or, you know, if they want to think about various other markets that perhaps they might want to venture into and, you know, all these exercises can also be a lot of time, but also a lot of money. Um, and we also hope that through um, the meta platform, because obviously it's 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 global, right? Um, and Facebook and Instagram has global reach. Maybe there are effective ways in which they can kind of test um, various markets to see whether or not uh, the product might have a product market fit there, um, whether the the brand messaging, you know, actually resonates. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there, there are also really um, efficient ways for business owners to to leverage um, some of our platforms to test going overseas, um, test different messaging um, as well, or even, you know, even sometimes um, some really hacky things that some of the business owners have done, which I really love, is also... Um, like using Instagram um, stories and creating polls, right? Like, hey, I'm thinking of actually, you know, um, creating this many types of um, this particular product. Like, which ones do you like? Um, That's one thing. And actually, there's a brilliant um, example of a client that I that I would love to share um they sell DIY um bubble tea kits and I'm a huge fan of bubble tea um and so actually it's a story of these um two girls Jenny and Pam they actually lost their jobs during COVID in 2019 um they were super passionate about bubble tea and I guess that was kind of their (laughs) their go-to um and you know as they were thinking and with COVID, there were so many lockdowns. Um, for them, they were like, hey, how about we make it possible for people to make bubble tea and enjoy bubble tea at home? 
Um, and so they sell a range of teas, you know, toppings, flavorings, um, recyclable cups. And just through using a lot of the free tools on Meta, um, they actually were able to achieve over $2 million in sales. You know, they grew their business and they have over 30,000 customers in Australia, New Zealand, US, Canada. Very, very unfortunately, they're not in Singapore yet. <laughs> so when I go back to New Zealand later this month, um, I, I am I am going to be very, very excited to try that out. But it was just a beautiful story where they leverage a lot of reels, short form video um, to kind of share with their community bubble tea recipes, you know, like various hacks. Um, and they have a Facebook group of over, I think it was like nearly 7,000 members who they would actually engage with um, to ask them for feedback on like, you know, we're thinking about launching this flavor or this topping. And, you know, through these various mechanisms, um, they continuously brought out, you know, new sets of products that were really relevant um, and would continue to drive incremental sales for them. That's a really good news story. It's good that something excellent has come out of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) DIY bubble tea, yay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm in for that. (laughs) Um, So... When it comes to, um, you said they had great engagement with their their followers. When it comes to getting engagement, what are your kind of tips for, for businesses? Because it's not as simple as just, you know, liking people's comments, is it? That's like not really engagement at all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah we, we moved away from, um, I think one of the big moves, I joined Meta, which was called Facebook, um, more than five years ago. You know, and back then, I think we were we were on the mission um, to try to educate businesses to try to move away from you know purchasing page likes and you know fans, um, so that we were going trying to build down a more like let's try to make sure we're actually driving actual business impact and value. Um, so finding the people that really care about your brand instead of you know kind of trying to just buy a customer base essentially. Um, so yeah, uh, engagement. So I I probably sound a little bit like a broken record, but I think it starts from kind of looking within. Um, So as the business owner, you know, once again, going back to, you know, what are your brand values? What is the brand tone, brand personality um, that you want to communicate? Because one thing that I've noticed um, sometimes can end up happening when, you know, a business owner is, you know, kind of maybe started a Facebook page and then a couple of months later, then they only find time to start their Instagram. And then maybe a couple of months later, they decide they want to do like try out live video um, um, or they want to try uh, running a couple of ads. And so what ends up happening is that all these various um, different touch points sometimes end up being a little fragmented and it doesn't seem like a smooth, consistent journey because the customer on the other end, you know, is not understanding um, the time that's happening between these different events, right? If they've just come to you, you know, towards the end of um, your journey as you finally kind of pieced all these different social selling parts together, it may sometimes feel a little disjointed. So it's kind of, I, I, um, my team tries to advise, you know, the business owners to go back to the drawing board, you know, kind of really work on, okay, so this, if this is your brand values, what's the color, the, the tone, um, that you want to use in, in, in all your kind of messaging, um, and, 
and maybe it's like you know try to make that authentic and you know playful but but obviously it has to resonate with um the product and service that you're selling uh and then yeah um think about and then on the flip side think about what are your various customer profiles um, that you're looking to engage with, you know, and it's that continuous iterative process of then going out and then, okay, well, I'm going to test um, kind of this look and feel and tone and see how it resonates. And then, you know, you'll kind of find the right um, creative and, and message and tone that will then resonate with your audience and, you know, continue to engage them through there. Um so that's yeah one of the things that we we highly recommend uh, business owners to to consider. And there's a lot of insights people can get from their page as well, isn't there? So they can work out those profiles. Yes, yes. The, I I love the page. You know, pages manager or all the various kind of analytics as well that comes um, with our products and services as well. Like definitely, you know, regularly. Um, at least if you can on a monthly basis, just kind of take a look at that, you know, compare and contrast um, over time. Um, you know, some of the things that we also do is uh, a lot of times when business owners are thinking about testing out another market, sometimes the data will tell you, you know, directionally where you should go because um, you might actually be building an organic following um, and getting organic website visitors, you know, from from other countries already uh, because things have spread by word of mouth. So, yeah, um, I think that's a really, really great point, Zess, to kind of um, use some of that free data as well uh, to, to make informed dis- business-making decisions. Yeah, I guess because um, business owners can be a bit overwhelmed with data, but it's in a a super digestible format on on Meta's platforms that they can get really easily accessible insights for what to do with their business. Yeah, then also on our Facebook for Business and our small um, business learning hub, um, there are also, you know, other insights and trends if they're interested in seeing kind of what other markets, consumer behaviours, um, purchasing patterns are like, you know, we also have um, those tools available for businesses as well. Mm. And um, you were talking before about the the trend of, I think you called it conversational um, selling. Commerce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, like, how long do you reckon before we see that kind of impacting in Australia? I hope. Well, I, well I'm, I'm, we're already noticing, um, and, and this is where I'm really, really proud and why I love small businesses, because I think small businesses are usually the ones that are at the frontier of innovation um, and adoption of, you know, kind of these innovative trends, because sometimes big businesses are just, you know, they may see it, but it takes too much for them to restructure and change their processes. Yeah, they're not agile enough. Yeah, yeah. So, um you know, even when as we look into kind of the future of com- commerce um, and a lot of the trends, not only around conversational commerce, um, video, short form video, but also just more immersive um, uh, content. Um, we also are seeing a lot of small business owners actually um, adopt uh, in that space. We've already noticed live shopping um, being quite a trend with Australian business owners as well. Really? Like a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of um, businesses that actually leverage that to kind of showcase, okay, new product launches, um, especially I think in the fashion, beauty space. Uh, that's something that we're noticing quite a fair bit. And how would you make sure that that's a seamless experience for your customer? 
I think timely communication. Um, so firstly, you know, within the entire pool of um, your target customer set, you know, think about uh, do you actually, um, is there enough people in your target customer set? Um, and then, you know, whether it's through your Facebook groups or on your Facebook page or Instagram page, kind of just announcing that, hey, um, this event is coming up soon. Um, if you want to, you can also put um, some paid kind of social marketing around it if you want to just kind of really ensure that targeting and frequency is, um, is there. Uh, and then otherwise, like you can also use organic ways to kind of get people, you're like your loyal customer base to even spread the word. So I guess just make sure that you plan early, communicate, communicate frequently. Um, and then also one of the biggest um, hurdles is, you know, live shopping, a couple of for for the consumers, it might also be quite new. Like, I mean, obviously, if you have um, customer audiences in the US or in Southeast Asia or some markets around APAC, they're, they're quite, um, you know, they're quite attuned to it. So, so they know what will happen. Like once, um, let's say the business owner is showcasing, hey, this is a product we've got, you know, a limited set of um, 10 of these items. Uh, please comment below if you want to, you know. Um, but please be very, very clear on if you're actually looking for your customers to actually mention um, or if there, there's an intent to purchase, how are you going to capture that? Uh, because it is, you know, kind of just through whole life shopping. So maybe as a business owner, um, you need to have someone that's, you know, showcasing all the different products, but you also need one or two people um, to be able to capture and respond to that intent um, as all those comments come through. And what about if you've got um, you've got your brick and mortar store as well? Um, how can you leverage social to also drive traffic to that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I mean, I know there's this trend of you know businesses needing to go online, um, but you know some things also just can't replace that. You know, just physically being there, you know, and having that customer experience, and you know, chatting to someone in, in real life. I think, especially after COVID, so many people are just craving, you know, real human interaction. Um, so yeah, I mean, same thing. You can also just use you know organic posts um, to let people know whether you're running a certain event um, or whether you're running promotion or just that, um, or just even that, like, you know, you're, you're back in business and you have a brick and mortar store. So if you actually want to test out some of your products, um, yeah, uh, you want to look and see and feel, you know, feel free to, to come down and um, experience that or some other things which um, businesses do very well to ensure there's more foot traffic coming to their store is you know running like um uh talks or sessions um or other added value um kind of events or promotions that only happen in store so you can also leverage that communicate these to your online audience um but allow them to to come in store um and attract them to come in store and what about uh facebook ads i'm say i'm a complete novice when I'm, what do I do when I'm targeting my ads? Am I better to go niche or is it just a big scattergun approach to get as many people to see my ad as possible? What, what would you suggest? I would say it really depends on what stage of the business journey you're at. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think it just comes down to aligning with what your marketing objectives really are, right? So if you're, um, 
a new business, um, you're really trying to let as many people know about your brand as possible, then the way we've kind of designed that whole um, paid running an ad kind of process is it's self-serve and it ideally talks you through the process, right? Like, is this your big is this your um, business objective to drive more awareness around your brand? Then you can choose one of the brand um, building kind of objectives that we have on the platform. Or, you know, if you already have a pretty loyal customer base um, and you've got, you know, strong email subscription lists or a decent amount of traffic that's already coming to your website, um, but you're trying to ensure that more of your customers are, you know, return customers and you're trying to generate loyalty and increase basket size um, and your profitability there, then, you know, you can use our more lower funnel um, kind of purchase retargeting um, and conversion objectives. So, it, yeah, as hopefully as much as possible, you know, as you go through that process, um, the platform aims to try and talk you through. Uh, and then also um, even on the audience targeting as well. Um, once again, it goes back to try to identify what your various target customer profiles are and then try to replicate that um, in the audience targeting section. Um, otherwise, another great tool is if you already have um, like a, a customer base, um, you can also sometimes, and you have permission um, um, to use that data, then you can um, also think about, uh, you know, retargeting those clients there. Um, or if you have like a lot of customers that are coming to your website, um, you can also leverage that to um, create lookalike audiences to find people who have similar behaviors and interests to those sets of um, uh, loyal customers to help you kind of expand um, your customer base a little further as well. Hmm. And just lastly, um, you were talking earlier about thumb stopping content. What is thumb stopping content for you? Thumb stopping content for me um, is definitely something that in a matter of less than six seconds, firstly, I understand what the brand is like I know the name of the brand so we always say the brand kind of should appear in the first one to two seconds um right because people's attention spans you know usually are between five to seven seconds nowadays so thumb stopping means you know it's it's visually <laughs> five to seven it seconds it's so, <laughs> so frightening I I think I read somewhere that like a goldfish has a longer attention span of like nine seconds so uh, um <laughs> um so, yeah, um, thumb stopping, definitely, you know, short, snappy, engaging, authentic. Um, and I don't want, kind of want to go into color palettes because I think every um, every brand, you know, it's not necessarily to say that just because it's, um, you know, bright and bold, then therefore that's better than, you know, like pastel colors or anything. Um, I think it really depends on um, who the viewer is. And if you've, you know, kind of got your targeting correct, then I think, it should represent your brand values versus, you know, kind of just going for that wow factor. Um, <laughs> the other thing, it should very clearly communicate, you know, what's the product or service you sell. The other big thing um, to be mindful of as well, and I know I'm droning on a little bit, but, you know, a lot of people may also be consuming content um, on the go with sound off. So try to design for sound off um, as well so that your brand um, all your service can still be communicated, even if, you know, someone is scrolling through and then spending about 
um, you know, three to five seconds uh, on your um, on your page or on your creatives, they can still kind of understand what it is you do without having to, so, yeah, have the music. So on. not necessarily captions, but at least some kind of bold um, titles or graphics to get the message across. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, if it's some sort of a dialogue that's going on, you can use captions. Um, captions are fine but yeah some sort of um text like a lot of our uh a lot of the instagram and the stories um kind of products have have quick and easy like text layover options Mm. um and tools as well cool thank you so much kai you've been full of super valuable information for our audience um i'd be keen to probably have you back to pick your brain on some more stuff sometime as well if you're ever keen oh well, that would be my pleasure. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. And thank you for all that you're doing for small businesses as well. I, I love it. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of the podcasts and, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, cool. I really value the content. Yeah, you share. Oh, thank you. Look at that. Mutual admiration. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for joining me. Um, and I look forward to chatting another time. Cool. Thank you so much and all the very best. Thank you. Bye-bye.